I got what you love. I am your plug. Uh, uh. And we are back. Back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Let's go. Faraz, how we doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ty, man. You already know, brother. Bless. You know what I'm saying? You know, life, life comes at you. But, you know, giving thanks for life every day, man. What up, though? How you been, bro? It's been way too long since we've been on wax, man. Talk to me, bro. How you feeling? Way, way too long. Yes, I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad to be back in front of these mics again, bro. Oof. I got that catch-up pod, you know, just to check in for the fans. And now, the full, unfiltered Who Plug podcast is back because Faraz is back. Let's get it, man. I'm excited, man. How are, how are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You already know we're back and we're better. And like my man Playboy Cardi said, I ain't felt like this in a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, Who Plug, <laughs> we're back. We're back. You know what I mean? And, and I want to give a, a kind of an explanation our fans sitting at home you know what i'm saying because it's not just it's not just you know podcasts and fans this, this is a family you know what i mean there's a connection you Thanks. know what i'm saying um i want to share with you guys some news so unfortunately a big reason as to the you know the pause the hiatus whatever you want to call it in the hoop plug is unfortunately uh i lost my father back at the end of july um and you know it's been really really hard me and my family you know we're dealing with it we're fighting through you know what I mean? Life, life, it comes at you in waves. You know what I'm saying? But with all that being said, who plug is something that cannot be contained. You know what I mean? And I'm doing a little bit better personally. Hey, me and Tyler are back. We're ready. And we're about to bring you guys some more fire. That's absolutely correct, man. And condolences to you and the family for us. I know we spoke about it before, but shouts to you for, for pushing through. It is definitely a difficult time. I can only empathize with you. For sure, my brother. Thank you. But man, we're we're here and we're 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 here and bringing that energy. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's the NBA's 75th season, 75 years. That uh, top 75 list sent some waves around the league. But for us, how you feeling about just a whole new year? You know what I'm saying? Everything's wide open. I'm I'm excited, man. You know, NBA season beginning of the year. It's, it's always a great time for everybody. Everyone's in their field. Everybody's been training all summer, ready to get back on the court and showcase that work that they put in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, the best that I've felt before an NBA season in a long time. And we're going to get into that, but it has something to do with those Chicago Bulls, man. Damn, it feels good again. With all that being said, man, 75 seasons. It's, it's, it's a big deal, you know? Um, what are some of your thoughts on the season? Man, I'm excited for an NBA season where we don't know the finals matchup before the first game tips. And we could thank Kyrie for that. Yo, the NBA is better this way. You know what I'm saying? Like, we forgot about the Cavs facing the Warriors and, and three straight finals and how meaningless those regular seasons felt. But that's not the case no longer. You know, we got four different teams that have won the finals the last four years. And, you know, it could be a fifth right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You said it. And, you know, we haven't had seasons where I think the top 
you know, like you said, the finals aren't set from the beginning where the top two, top five matchups in the league or whatever aren't set in stone from the moment the season begins. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a fresh season. You have a lot of people looking to make a splash. I mentioned my Chicago Bulls. You have young teams like the Hornets, Lamelo's trying to take the next step in year two. You have teams like the Hawks in the East. You know what I mean? Don't even get me started on the West. You know what I mean? The Western Conference is known, known for how deep it is, you know? And it's, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, you have this new era, this next gen, this next wave of stars who are coming into the league, and it's their time. You know what I mean? It's sad, but we're we're on the back end of the LeBron era and that kind of thing. You know, he still he still looks fantastic. I mean, LeBron is LeBron. Sure. You know what I mean? But with that being said, man, it's exciting to see not only you know these new players go out and showcase their talent, but again, basketball is played at a completely different rate than it was t- say ten years ago. Higher pace, a lot more floor spreading, shooting. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, man. Like you just have, a, you know, John Collins is a big, I'm a big fan of his, even just from the first game out here, slamming and catching lobs. And it's, it's an exciting thing, man. It's, it's great time beginning of the season, you know? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, and it was all kicked off by that opening night. You were talking about some of the first games, but Nets Bucks, you might owe Giannis an apology. (laughs) Warriors Lakers, Warriors looking like a problem in the West. And you just mentioned Melo, man. They just beat the Nets about two minutes ago. 111.95 was the final, bro. It's crazy. And my boy Jay was in attendance for that one. Puma clientele only. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Strictly. What, What would it take for you to put some Pumas on your feet, bro? Uh, I mean, it would take a, a lamello size contract, bro. That's, that's probably what I would need to, to start rocking some Pumas. You know what I'm saying? No hate, no hate, nothing whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, me, Puma's not my go-to. I'd need a bag for sure to start start putting those on. You know what I'm saying? So, Puma, if you're listening, you know what I mean? Feel free to send Cut the papers check. my way. You know what it is, man. Come on now. Come on now. And given, you know, the beginning of the new season, it's exci- exciting. This is not a regular season, man. You mentioned it's the 75th anniversary of the start of the nba and with that you know the nba did something special and they released the 75 top players of all time the, the nba 75 so uh man you you get remembered of a lot of names that you know we're, we might have been too young to have watched you know what i'm saying uh you get a refresher some of the current stars you know you see where they stack up with the former you know hall of famers and legends and that kind of thing man and you know, you got you got things that people got right. You got things that you know they might have got wrong, man. What are what are some of your initial thoughts on the list, man? I, I know a lot of people hating. Anytime you do a list like this, there will be snubs. It's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? But I think the best thing they did with doing this list is not ranking the players in order because yeah. that would have created a whole another set of problems. But I think they got it right for the most part. You know, I think Dwight had a case. Um, Clay maybe had a case. I I wasn't as upset with everyone else, but like if you look at some of the old players' stats when they're only averaging 18 points for a career, it kind of is like, wait, what? Yeah. But it's just so hard when you go era to era to really compare these people equally. So I didn't have any major gripes with the list. What'd you think? Um, I mean, to be honest, I think the two names that really were were uh, asterisks with the two that you mentioned, man. I think that both of those guys deserve to be on those li- on that list. Again, Dwight Howard kind of suffers from recency bias. You know what I mean? Everyone forgets about what yeah. he did in the beginning of his career. I mean, the guy was an absolute monster. I believe he has seven All-NBA teams, eight-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, led pretty much a bunch of bums on the Magic to the finals against Kobe them. You know what I mean? So 
uh, and, and he had to beat LeBron en route to doing that, you know, with no other major stars. It's something that, you know, LeBron hasn't done. It's something Kobe hasn't done. You know what I mean? So I think that's something that we needed to take into consideration. All that being said, um, nah, man, Dwight deserved to be on that list. I think Clay, Clay suffers now from playing his role too well. You know what I mean? Given that Steph Curry's the number one option and for a while there was Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson kind of goes under the under you know the bus on notice, whatever you want to call it. Um, but you can't forget this is a guy who once scored 37 points. That's right, 37 points in one quarter. It's never been done in NBA history, and I don't think anyone has gotten close to it, you know, before no. or, or since, you know. So I think that's probably that's, his fellow slash brother. <laughs> got yeah, the closest. Ex- well, exactly. And the thing is, let's put into perspective, right? How great of a quarter that was. Clay, excuse me, Steph dropped. 25 points in a quarter. I think he shot five for five from three or something like that. And everybody was losing their mind. Clay did that plus 12 more points. Let's put that into perspective. You know what I mean? On top of that, he dropped 60 points. And I don't even know how many minutes with like, I think it was like off less than 10 dribbles and all catch and shoots. Like, come on. That guy is is deadly. Clay Thompson is an absolutely deadly spot him, got him type shooter. You know what I'm saying? And... I think those were the two of the guys that, you know, really got snubbed, if, if you know, you want to go that way. Um, Vince, Vince Carter, T-Mac, those kind of guys, I think they deserve to be on that list. But in the same token, you know, um, when you're talking about guys who have all NBAs and guys who have a bunch of all-stars and stuff like that, and, and NBA records, you know, we're, we're, we're going into different different territories. So that's kind of my thoughts yeah. on it. And, I, and my whole... Can, you, go ahead. No, no, you got it. I was going to say, you can make the case against the T-Max of the world, and uh, I'm not sure, oh, Vince Carter as well, with the impact on winning. You can't see their impact as much on that side. But one thing I think about Clay, and it's funny because it brought all the emotions back up, is kind of a name that, you like you said, has been out of our minds for a while now with the injuries. But I think we all know what he's capable of. Like, we've seen the takeovers. We've seen what he did to OKC in the playoffs when they were down 3-1. Yeah. And he had two crazy games, 40 points, 30 points, lights out shooting from the arc to get them back in that series. But it's just the role, like you said, hasn't been there. It's just so funny how much that has an impact on things, right? That's a guy that we would have – the general consensus would be Clay on his own team could average over 28 points per game and would be probably, no doubt, 75th in that 75. You know what I'm no saying? No doubt. And, I mean, listen, no knock to Damian Lillard, but – and Clay Thompson has done mm. more, you know. Damian Lillard is a better, in my opinion, um, he's a better, you know, one-on-one player. But you plug Clay, you see, you see what happened. You plug Clay in that system. He plays some of the best def- defense in the NBA. Um, he can almost go unnoticed on offense while also dropping thirty. He's someone who can ease. He he night in night out drops. The quietest 20, 30 point games, 40 points. Just quiet. You know that's what I mean? big fats. That's big fats. And that's something people aren't going to want to hear with that Damian Lillard comparison. Yeah. And I love Dame, but you're right. We saw the Olympics. Yeah. He turned into a role player because the defense was not great and the shot wasn't falling. Sure Clay, enough. you can count on that defense and he's going to find a way to score. For I don't sure. know. I'm not. I'm not saying Clay is better than Damian Lillard. Neither of us are. Neither am I. But yep, yep. there's an argument to be made there for 75. That's all. That's all. 
Yeah, if we're just let's just strictly talk about accolades, but if we're talking about the one on one, not necessarily even one on one, but if we're just talking about player to player comparison facet of their game, Damian Lillard does more, you know what I mean? But in the same token, Clay Thompson does what he does at such a high level. Can I'm not gonna say he doesn't really need to do much else. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, those are my thoughts on the list, man. You know, um Again, for the most part, they got it right. It's just like you hate to see a guy like Clay or a guy like Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard is even more deserving of Clay because of the long, we're talking about 10 years in, in, a, in a rough NBA where he was the sole guy on his team. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, other than that, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'm good with the list. I'm good with the list. I think they got it right. And I, and I agree with you. If they got into ranking these players, that'd be a whole nother mess we would not hear the end of. So that's that, you know? Thanks. Yeah, man. Now, with that being said, you know, new season. You always get the new drama, the new theatrics of a new season, you know? And the drama this upcoming offseason was about, you know, in the past, it's been about my boy Carmelo Anthony, things like that. You know, my boy Melo is alive and well. But this time around, you know, some of this drama, some of the news was around Ben Simmons and the way he approached Sixers preseason and summer camp, and how he just wasn't there. You know, when you had comments from essentially the leader of the team, Joel Embiid, who for word for word said he's a selfish guy. I don't care about him right now because he doesn't care about us. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that whole dynamic is interesting because now you have Joel Embiid come back out and Tobias Harris come back out and show support for Ben. Yeah. What was that about? I I don't know. What was that about? That, That You know what it seemed like to me? It was like when you've been bullying a kid for a whole semester <laughs> and your teacher finds out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you need to apologize. That's what it felt like. It felt staged. It felt inauthentic. It felt forced. Yeah. Did you catch that? Or was, no, was no, that no, just no. Me? I caught that as well. I don't think it was forced. I think it was. it's a maneuver done to save face. Because, again, this team has championship aspirations. And when chemistry is not there, it doesn't matter how good you guys are on the basketball court. You need that level of chemistry, that level of communication. That level, you need to feel, you know, like your teammates have got your back. I think this was a last-ditch effort by Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris to kind of get Ben Simmons back, you know, with the squad. Maybe not feel, you know, singled out. Even though I think he deservedly needs to be felt singled out, man. Like, he got, what, he, he got suspended for a game. You told me, bro, he got suspended for a game or whatever, however many game it was, because yeah. he was at practice with his phone in his pocket. That's like high school star at high school basketball practice. <laughs> and the only reason he can get away with this because he's levels beyond the competition. But like, don't get me wrong, man. Let's let's really keep things into perspective. Ben Simmons is an elite player, you know, he's, he's in the top half of the NBA. No doubt. Um, but the problem with Ben Simmons is two things is his attitude. And how he hasn't really reached his potential. You know what I mean? And you throw that in with some prima donna moves and, you know, you're going to make some enemies. You're going to make some enemies. Everything you said right there was on point, man. I just got to say, though, you're right. It's wrong. Ben has got some obvious flaws in this game. There's something I want to read from a scouting report right after. Right after I say this. But look, Rich Paul, Ben Simmons, they're doing what they need to do, bro. They're creating a level of toxicity only seen on a future album in Philadelphia, all right? This, this, I love this. I love it. Every second of it. The petty wars have started, and I think, I really think this is what Ben and Rich did not want to have happen. You get Ben in camp, which is what the Sixers wanted. 
players start mending things. Yeah, you can bring your phone in. Yeah, you can isolate yourself from the team, but you're still going to be around them. And it's just the guys. They're going to start to win you over. You can't really bail on these guys you're with day in and day out, right? You see them working hard, busting their butts, trying to win games. It's a human effect. Like, it's just going to be hard for me to see Ben doing what he needs to be do to get his way out of there. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, with Daryl Morey so dug in, Ben really would need to do something to piss the owners off enough for them to me. Like, I don't care. We got to move him. Daryl, get him out of there. Because Daryl is not doing anything unless he gets a great deal. Yeah, and, and you can't blame the guy because the team was built around him and Joel Embiid. You know, they... They've made sacrifices. They got rid of Jimmy Butler, who I think they should have never got rid of, to keep Ben Simmons. You know, um, and you see the next year he goes he goes over to the E and they go to the finals or whatever it is, year two, whatever. Point is, is they're invested in Ben Simmons. And I understand Darren Moore's perspective. Um, I think Ben Simmons and Rich Paul could have played it a little bit better. I think they were trying to play, we have the strength, you know what I mean, card. But at the end of the day, man, individuals versus organizations, it, it's not easy for that individual to come out on top. Yeah. It's really hard, man. And that's, that's, it's be- not even when you're powered by, some would say, the most powerful agent in the NBA. Exactly. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Ben Simmons is not LeBron. LeBron has that kind of power. Kevin True. Durant has that kind of pull. Steph Curry has that. I mean, I think even to a certain extent we're seeing Kyrie. But even then, the Nets have finally started giving some pushback and saying, listen, man, you're not about to just do yeah. whatever the hell that it is that you want to do with us, you know? Um, and the Kyrie... And he's eligible to get his max contract. Yeah. He's a- eligible for a contract extension. If not now, then very yeah. soon. Uh, are we talking and about better Kyrie? That has not been offered to him. I'm talking about Kyrie yeah. now. That has not been so offered to him. So this is what I'll him. say yeah. about Kyrie, right? And it almost makes you respect the individual because he's willing to put that amount of money on the line for what he believes in. Although, you know, it may be misconstrued. I'm not totally against it. I mean... But at this point, you know, there's science behind it. And and again, I get the whole reasoning behind the anti-vax. But, you know, if your career is on the line, man, like maybe that's his point is that he doesn't want to give in. But I don't know, man. We would love to see this Nets team at full power. And, uh, you know, nonetheless, the whole point that we were trying to make is it's very difficult sometimes, unless you're really one of the top five guys in the league, to be an individual and win versus an organization, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty dug in on this. I'm I gotta read this thing about Ben Simmons, but before that on Kyrie, I, I think he plays this season. I think there is a zero percent chance he sits out the whole season. I don't know if he gets vaccinated, even though I think that's what's it's gonna come down to. Yeah. I don't know if NY changes NY changes its laws. I can't see that with winter coming up and this is supposed to be the bad t- time of year for yeah. COVID. But I think he plays. I don't I just can't see it coming down to it based on what he said, how K- KD's talked about it. It makes me seem like it makes it seem like they expect him to be a full participant at some point in the year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I mean that's what it seems like. You know, all all signs are pointing to it because if, if he wasn't really planning on playing, or if he had already made his mind up about that, we trust me, we know um, all of these efforts would have already been over. But no, Kyrie wants to play, man. I think you know, I think he's thinking about it. But it's just like one of those things. It's like you, how do you compromise self sometimes? You know, but. We'll yeah. see what happens in that situation. Back to the Ben Simmons situation. Yeah, I got to get this off. All right. So we know the big game struggles for Ben. Undoubted top premier talent in the NBA, but big game questions have been a thing that's troubled him since college, right? 
So I'm going to read you this. This is a scouting report, anonymous scout from 2016 while Ben Simmons was still in LSU, all right? Ben Simmons' lack of competitiveness in crucial games has raised questions about his character. Those who know him best say he needs things to revolve around him on and off the court and that he's often been close-minded to coaching or instruction. And when you hear that quote from way back in 2016, before he ever touched an NBA hardwood court, and then you hear what he said about Joel, no, we can't play together. What he said about Doc, I don't want to play for the Sixers. It's like, wow, <laughs> you could tell all this already? Yeah, yeah. Back in Like I was good at his job, for sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, all signs are, are pointing in the direction, man. I think the guy hit it head on. Um Man, you said it, but a guy like Ben Simmons, he's been number one his whole life. Number one in high school, number one in college, you know what I mean? He comes into the league, more of the same, you know? Um, he's used to getting what he wants. He's used to having power. He's used to having that clout. But uh, again, man, at a certain point in life in general, you know, you don't always get everything that you want. You know, and I think that if he had even played the situation like James Harden did with the Rockets last season... He came in, you know, 20 pounds overweight, still played, but made it known that, you know, he was trying to leave. Yeah. I think he would have gotten more positive results. I'm not actually saying he should have gained weight. But you get what I'm saying. You know, came in, started the season, let it be known that he wants to be traded and let teams make offers. But he made a lot of noise, man. And any chance, I think, the Sixers having a championship with Ben Simmons on this roster are highly, highly at risk right now. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how this is going to end. And I think it would be like shooting crabs in a bucket for us to even guess how it ends. But uh, if I'm Ben Simmons, there's a couple things I'm going to do try to get myself up and out of it. Number one, I'm going to get a printer, nice laptop, maybe my iPad, maybe my assistant. I'm printing out Joel and B crying memes. You know them from the last playoffs when Kawhi did it dirty? Yeah. Posting them all over the locker room. <laughs> Boom, that's step one. Step two, we walking into Daryl Morey's office after we get kicked out of the next practice because the phone's coming back, bro. It's coming back <laughs> until we get traded. And then yeah. what? We gonna step into his office, close the door, light up cigarette. <laughs> we gonna hotbox the office. <laughs> you gonna smell these ashes? Ash right on the logo, okay? Right on that. I don't even know what that seventy sixer thing is. Right there, right yeah, where they put the bell. A couple it. ash spots, right there. You think he plays a game? Yeah. As a sixer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Ben Simmons is a prima donna. How uh, many? That's a good question. I really don't know, but I think that you know. After being suspended, I think he really realizes, like, this is real. This is going to affect me. This is going to affect my money. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is my, this is my bread. bread and butter yeah. right here, you know. And the way things are going, who knows his next contract is going to be as fat or not, you know. So you got to take the dollars while you can, you know what I'm saying. He's probably thinking that to himself. So I don't know, man. Uh, this whole Ben Simmons saga has been so interesting, man. I think that Ben Simmons... Politics aside, I think Ben Simmons is an elite player. Um, my knocks on Ben Simmons is, like you said, and, and like that scout kind of said, is lack <laughs> of uh, competitiveness in big games, you know? Um, and another thing, it just seems like a lack of willingness to improve, which is hard to say because <laughs> we see videos every summer, every year, this guy working out, working on his jumper. It's, maybe it's mental. And now you include all the politics and the theatrics, man, and it really makes it tough for Ben. So, you know, I wish everybody luck in this situation. I hope the situation gets sorted out sooner than later. I know you're loving the drama. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we'll see what happens, you know. More so just for my boy, Fick. He's had a really rough, really rough year in sports, man. Philly sucks. 
his one, his one, you know what I'm saying, bright spot was the Sixers, which it's like it's not looking like that anymore. So just for you, Fick, bro, even though I hate the city of Philadelphia when it comes to sports, I'm going to pray that this ends soon. I got you, dog. <laughs> All right, and with that said, we're going to move on to a team pretty near and dear to my boy Ross's heart. Yeah, the new and improved Chicago Bulls, man. There were some hot takes. Charles Barkley was getting spicy on the first day of TNT, talking about the Chicago Bulls will finish ahead of the Miami Heat in the East. So, Faraz, do you think your Bulls are ready to pop in the new and improved East? Man, let me start by saying this, right? It has been a long time coming, man. Damn, feels good. It's been a minute since we even thought about making the playoffs, man. It was uh, the D-Rose the D era. I'm talking cats like Luel Dang and Taj Gibson, bro. Man, it was slow for a really long time. But the beautiful thing, the gorgeous thing about the game of basketball, right? When you're not a bandwagon fan, how mm. sweet it is when it comes back around, man. Oh, my God. Are you seeing this team? Granted, we played, you know, two Piston games and a, and a Pelicans game, you know? <laughs> but in the same token, we've won both of those games by... Hefty or all three of those games by hefty amounts convincingly. You know what I'm saying? Three and all. The Chicago Bulls are the real deal. Holy field. The team is just too damn good. You know, we're not deep. That's probably my one knock on the team, but we do it all. We're a fast, athletic team who can dunk, who can shoot. We're entertaining. We're fun to watch. The fans get involved. You know what I mean? Lonzo at the head of this man. We're really able to see what Lonzo Ball can do when a team is equipped around his assets, man. He's just having a blast. He's getting his. You know what I'm saying? He's shooting. He's playing defense. And let's not even talk about the facilitator, man, the playmaking. I'm so happy for my boy Zach Levine, man. He deserves this. It's been a lot, bro. It's been a long time coming. And you know what? Shouts out to Charles. Because he sees the vision, bro. <laughs> he sees the vision, dog. Dude, listen to our squad, bro. We have pretty much an all-star or going to be an all-star at every position. You know what I mean? We have Zach. We have Lonzo. We have DeMar. We have Vucevic. I mean, that's not, we don't need to really talk about Patrick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Patrick Williams. But damn, man. Then you got Alex Caruso off the bench. You do have Patrick Williams. He's been playing well, still, too. We, you know what I'm saying? We still have options. We have guys off the bench. Our team is good, man. And you have guaranteed bucket getters. Zach Levine's not hot. Give the ball to DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan's not hot. Which bitch will go and get you too. If none of that's working. Lonzo facilitator makes something happen, bro. If not, you know, you see you see Caruso on there and getting a steal, coming down, fast break. Showtime. Showtime's not in LA anymore. <laughs> it's taking a move to the Windy City right now. Yes, sir. We're here. We are here, man. It feels good, bro. As you can tell, my Whoa. level of excitement Whoa. is... Whoa. Wow. Well, I'm glad for you. That was definitely a big fact what you were saying about sticking with your team through thick and thin because as a Knicks fan, I know those rainy days only make days like this so much better. But uh, I, I'm afraid to tell you, I'm not here to rain on your parade, but I am going to turn the sprinklers on just for five minutes. Oh, you know God. what I'm saying? I am going, I am oh, going to turn the sprinklers on. All right, look. <laughs> I am shocked. I know these were, what you say, the... The Pistons, two games, and the Pelicans without Zion. It's not much. It's not much. But I did think this team would struggle early. I like the pieces individually, 
But as a collective, I wasn't so sure. And on the offensive side, I, I still am not too sure. And you're like, what? Most of those guys are offensive first players. <laughs> Why are you worried? Zach Levine, I'm not worried about. Lonzo Ball can fit in where he can. I'm not worried about him. DeRozan and Vucevic have gotten off to slow starts, though. They don't look quite sure where, when they're supposed to attack and when they're not. Um, and that's turned into a lot of deferring, oversharing, and letting Levine go him, which is not a bad option because that boy is a bucket. But this was a lot of turnover with the roster. I thought the chemistry would take time, which I still do on the offensive side. But it seems like they like and really like playing with each other. So I think that's going to help. But I still see them struggling for the first half. They got off to a good start. Uh, stimulus package with those first couple games by the NBA. But uh, when you start playing some real teams, we got to see what the Chicago most, Bulls squad most, is really made of. Most um, most and I'm excited and I'm to see that. There. They definitely did come off to a small, uh, slow start. It was a lowly uh, Bulls team. And I mean, my thing is this, right? Yesterday, they had one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double-digit scoring. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, Levine doesn't need to drop 40. DeRozan doesn't need to drop 30. You know what I'm saying? As long as these guys share the offensive load night in and night out, Zach Levine could average 18 points for all I care. That's you true. know what I mean? Like, as long as these, you know, as long as these guys are contributing. I think DeRozan, um, after the first couple games, like this game, this last game with the Pistons we had last night, I think was inserting himself a little bit better than the first couple games. You know, he had 21, 6, and 6. was very aggressive. Um, I don't know, man. I like this team a lot. They're all, this is a very fast-paced team, a young team, you know, a lot of running. I do um, like that. They like get said, out and run in the fast break. You know, um, they are, they did get off to a slow start action all three of those games. But if you notice, midway to, towards the second half, like midway through the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, you see they started to really like separate and pull away. Um, they did take the foot off the gas a little bit because at one point you got to understand they were up by almost 30 against this Pistons team. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens, you know. Again, I'm excited. I'm happy. I got something to look forward to when it comes to sports because all my other teams they're struggling. Giants, you know what I mean? Uh, Mets, slow for us. With Charles then, uh, Miami Heat off to a 1-1 one one start. You think that the Chicago Bulls are going to finish with a better record than the Miami Heat? There's not a single doubt in my mind that the Chicago Bulls are going to finish with okay. a better record than not okay. only the Miami Heat, but I have to throw this one in just as a, a light jab. You know what I'm saying? A slight light, a slight oh, left-right. Do not We're say We're definitely going to finish higher than the Knicks. That's Come on, for you did damn it. sure. You did it. You know, I, I gave the whole pod to the Knicks while you were gone. I'm like, I'm not even going to talk about them this episode. But you went there. <laughs> All right. Look, yes. my Knicks are 2-0, about to play the Magic, so that's 3-0. Stop <laughs> playing. Put some respect on our name. Julius Randle has came out looking like a legitimate all-NBA second-team player. I didn't go first. I wanted to. But look... <laughs> <laughs> I mean that first game. Did he even score in the in the overtimes? My point is, is he had like thirty two points, thirty six points at the end of regulation. My boy was tired. My boy was tired. You know, Tibbs plays him seventy five minutes in the forty eight minute game. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's a good thing. Like, I mean, he got off thirty six and right. There's no OT. You know what I'm saying? That's a fantastic game. But man, you add the OTs. That was a th a thriller, bro. That was an absolute game, and I think it spoke. To the growth of the Knicks of experience in the last couple of years, man. They were able to go out there and win close games, two OTs, and they didn't look weak at the end. The Celtics started looking weak, you know. 
Jason Tatum, yeah. he was struggling. He was even ruining the team because he should have just gave the ball to Jalen Brown and got out the way. He kept checking them up. But the Knicks, they looked composed. Yeah, they were tired. But you had vets like Derrick Rose at the end. He held it down. Evan Fournier, bro. Yeah. That was a great pickup for you guys. The favorite Nick for a lot of people after <laughs> that first game. But, bro, I, I really think we're going to finish with a better record than y'all. We got to get a better something on this. I don't nah, know bro, if you got nah, anything bro, on. Nah, oh, 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 okay. okay. Well, no, no, I'm not saying not to do a better. I'm just saying there's no way in hell you guys are gonna be better than us. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't know. We could talk about it. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not denying that aspect. But what I will tell you is this: the Bulls are the real deal. Holy field, dog. We'll see. Y'all look good. Y'all look good. But I gotta see y'all do it to someone else. You know what I'm saying? That's fine. Y'all play two G League teams, That's and fine. I want to see what y'all do against an NBA team. <laughs> Yo, Chill, 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 chill. We'll see. We'll see. Yes, Time is the truest testament of all. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that's going to do it. For us, any final thoughts before we wrap up the podcast? Yeah, man. It's been great to get back on ice. And I just want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to the fans, man. Family, supporters of the Hoop Blood Podcast, man. You guys kept this thing going. You guys kept this thing rocking. We were out for six months. I didn't even feel it, you know what I mean? Because of all the love we were getting on Instagram, the followers just kept pouring in, man. You know what I mean? And shouts out to you guys, you know, and hopefully we can continue putting out something that you guys enjoy. Y'all can continue tuning in on the gram. Y'all can continue tuning in to the podcast, man. And you already know, it's nothing but love. And thank you. Thank you guys, for real. With all that being said, put some flavor.